everyone. Welcome back. Bob WP here. Do the Woo podcast number 43. I am joined by my partner in crime and co-host, Jonathan Wold. How are you doing, Jonathan? Bob, it's good to be here. I'm doing very well. Thank you. This is a special show. I say that about every show because they're all special. I, I don't, yeah, they are all special, you know, and, and I, I, I just can't help it. We have a very cool guest that I want to introduce momentarily. But first, I want to thank our sponsors, FooEvents.com. They're a powerful event and ticket functionality that you can add to your WooCommerce site. You can check them out, FooEvents.com, WPSiteSync.com. They have come out with a new WooCommerce add-on. You can easily yeah, push. I'm about that. They've been working on that for a long time. I've yeah, it's it's cool. It's uh, and I've I've done. I'm actually gonna um do a post on it because it's pretty slick and it you know it easily just push out those um new products updates. It's a very difficult problem to solve. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I when he showed it to me, it was like I thought I'm glad other people do this stuff. Yes, and I can just reap the benefits. So that's that's that was pretty that was pretty cool. And then of course we want to thank WooCommerce.com. I you know, I I, I figure my new tag for WooCommerce.com is your cup runneth over with woo when you go there. I don't know. That's a pretty pretty lame one, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna come up with a new tagline every time. So All right. um <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank those sponsors uh making this show possible. Very excited, and WooCommerce is our community sponsor. Speaking of WooCommerce, our guest, Paul Marino. I, I think I screwed it up. Myrano, <laughs> right? My Myorana. Myorana. All right. Well, that's the only time I have to say it, so that's good. I can't screw it up more than once. It's okay. I'm used to it. First of all, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And this is a question that I feel really weird asking you. Paul, how do you do the Woo? How do I do the woo? Uh, so I, uh, WooCommerce plays a fairly large role in my life. <laughs> uh, so I'm the general manager of the WooCommerce team and business at Automatic. So you know, spend spend my days basically all day long thinking about WooCommerce and how we can make it better. I wanted to add, uh, for me being fairly new to Automatic, one of the things that I was especially excited about with Paul in this role is that he has a lot he was on the VIP side of things before so it has a lot of the agency background and context and just a much wider view of the ecosystem as a whole which i think is so important yeah great so i've been uh, in this position leading woocommerce for about the last 6 weeks or so officially uh, uh, was in the role on more of an interim or sort of acting basis uh, since may uh, and before that had been with woo for about three and a half years or so leading our partnerships team uh, and prior to that led our WordPress.com VIP business here at Automatic, which is our enterprise WordPress hosting and support service uh, for a number of years as well. So I spent I don't know, about nine years or so here at Automatic and in the WordPress community. Very cool. Lots of context. Yeah. Yeah. What I wanted to start with is, and this has been something that Jonathan's been burrowing into my brain a little bit, is your mission and yeah. uh, he's he's done it in a very nice kind of way too. Thanks. Know, he's not he's not like that. <laughs> but but I've I've heard him talk about it and what I love about when you have a mission you can kind of mold it and tweak it. And I know you've changed it a little bit. Can you just tell us a little bit about the mission just for people yeah. to get a better grasp on that? Sure. So our mission for Woo is pretty succinct actually. You know, the WordPress project read uh, 
mission is to democratize publishing. We've sort of borrowed that for WooCommerce and we talk a lot about it. We want to democratize commerce. That That is our mission, right? At, at the end of the day. Uh, and our vision for that, right? is sort of, you know, the mission is sort of unchanging and pretty static and something that we feel really strongly about. And the vision is really, you know, looking a few years out, how we think, you know, there's, what is that sort of forward looking place that we, where we want Woo to be to help us actually deliver on that mission, right? Uh, so kind of our vision for WooCommerce is, uh, to build a platform that's compelling and meets the needs of small businesses that sell anywhere and helps them grow their stores. You know, I think a, a big part of um, uh, what WooCommerce has done so well over the years is made it really easy for uh, stores to get online. I think we have a lot of work to do there too, don't get me wrong. But I think if you're, especially if you're someone who's already in the WordPress community, you're, you know, a click or two away from uh, building a store and getting up and running with WooCommerce. But we haven't done enough. You know, we give people a lot of tools to help them once they get online to actually kind of grow their store, but not really a solution. You know, there's they have to kind of uh, know how that they need to build an email list or maybe a CRM or, you know, just these are small businesses and, and who are, uh, just developing their craft and starting their stores. And they kind of don't know the questions that they need to be asking themselves about how to make their stores successful. Right. So um, that's a big part of this. It's sort of a subtle change in the vision, but I think it's really critical to understand and important and, and really important because it's driving a lot of how we think about the, the direction of the platform uh, is again, it's not just about getting online, but really making these stores successful and giving them um, a, a platform that, you know, they, they shouldn't have to sort of, yeah, that should essentially guide them along the way. I like that idea of, um, a lot of folks, you know, they have this, they're inspired. They want to do something. They don't know what they don't know though. And there's so much information out there though, right now, like there's so many different options. There's so many different ways that you can do things. And so the more that we can help kind of guide that experience, you increase the likelihood of success, which is ultimately what we want. Empowerment without guidance really isn't that helpful? Yeah. And a lot of this, I should say, is through like the merchant's perspective, right? Uh, or from the merchant's perspective. I think Woo has always been a tool that uh, I think developers uh, have um, uh, found a lot of success with and it meets their needs where, but I think we've left a lot to be desired on the merchant side. And that's, so that's a, a big part of our focus uh, and that kind of vision right now is really through the lens of what are merchants needs. That's not to say, of course, that we're not also focused on developers and meeting the needs of store builders as well, right? But uh, we think that the, there's more work to do for one and just making merchants more self-sufficient uh, and um, more successful in using WooCommerce. And developers want that too. I mean, they're building sites for merchants, right? So we see this as, a, you know, a kind of a two birds with one stone <laughs> type, type of thing. I got halfway into that. And I was like, did I get that metaphor wrong? But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think it's interesting because in a way too, is you've got this vision for existing customers. You have the vision for new customers and there's a lot of crossover, but then there's a lot of really specific pieces that are unique to each one of those. So you have to kind of, you, you have this vision, your two visions, you're kind of, juggling in a way, depending on, you know, who you're focusing on or who you're talking about. 
A, a good example of that vision in action is through the lens of community. So we have this clear focus on the empowering the merchants themselves. Developers are a really important part of like our community and like the meetups program. So it's, you know, on the one hand, it's like given a choice, I would rather a meetup focus on the merchant and, and helping them. But as we have these developer meetups, and because that is the case, like we have really strong developer ecosystems, we can do so through the lens of empowering merchants, right? So that that vision gives us that focus that we can take into all different parts of the business community being just one good example. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, this is a, a good, perfect segue into one of the things I want to talk a little bit more about is the WooCommerce payments, the recent announcement of that. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, and then maybe we can just dive into it a little bit deeper. This episode is brought to you by Foo Events. If you sell any kind of ticketing online and you're using WooCommerce, you may have discovered that it doesn't have a very intuitive approach to seamless ticket sales. I know, I've been there myself. Foo Events brings more power to your ticketing process. It's really easy to set up, and you never have to worry about third-party fees again. Not only can you sell tickets, but managing them is really slick. And best of all, they have a growing number of extensions to fit any need you may have. There are no worries to the amount of tickets you can send. And for the convenience of your attendees, and to help you keep track of the event even better, it has a free mobile check-in. Managing your attendees and events goes smoother with custom event reports and ticket inventory. And you can export your attendees for additional communication that you may need to send to them. Or heck, you could even build your list. And your attendees can be rest assured that the data remains safe and private. Whether it's concerts, school functions, fundraisers, conferences, or any number of events that you sell tickets to, Foo Events has you covered. And they have a really sweet offer for you, our listener. Simply go to fooevents.com forward slash do the woo and get the foo events for woocommerce plugin this is a premium plugin for an entire year free no strings attached this offer is limited so head on over to fooevents.com forward slash do the woo and now back to our podcast yeah, sure. So uh, if folks haven't heard, uh, I believe it was just last week or maybe the week before we introduced WooCommerce Payments or announced it as a, a new service that we'll be offering. It's going to be built into WooCommerce Core. Uh, right now, it's, uh, again, super early. It's an invite-only beta, so you can go to WooCommerce.com slash payments uh, and apply to be involved there. Uh, it is launching in the U.S. to start, so we're mostly focused, or really entirely focused right now on um um, folks participating in the beta who are here in the U.S. So we can, uh, again, you know, we want to learn a lot about the usage, find bugs, get feedback, right, through uh, the beta period here as we look to go to general availability later this year. Um, but it's something that uh, I, I personally have worked on uh, this in uh, my previous role here on Woo for some time. So i just, like, especially excited to see this start to come to the forefront and us be able to, to share a little bit more about it. I was just going to say, it's been great for me to get the chance to talk to folks in the Woo Experts program, organizers, 
and uh, just seen a lot of interest and excitement. Um, some disappointment about our focus on the U.S. versus other parts of the world, but we have to take baby steps. Yeah, you got to start somewhere, right? And the, the majority of WooCommerce stores are in the U.S., right? So, but it's definitely like the plan is to roll out globally. The idea, though, of being able to offer that integrated experience, and we're giving people options, right? They don't have to use this. They can use whatever they like, but we're creating what we hope to be an example of a first-class experience where you have all the things in one place, and we're given a good foundation we can build on. So it's been great to see the reactions from folks and just the, like, it's a, it's a positive signal about our continued investment into this ecosystem. It, one of the interesting things is that I, I shared... I think I might have even wrote, written a little something about it, just you know, introducing it, the basics. But I had a few people on Twitter, which really kind of surprised me. One one person was uh, concerned that she felt, or I, I don't know where she got this information, but she said, oh, she felt that it was going to be something that would be forced upon her to use it. It's like, okay, oh, use all WooCommerce. Yeah, yeah, and that was, yeah. it was a very unusual uh, perspective. Um, perception, I thought, because it's like, oh, yeah, this is what we're going to, you know, you, you're going to have to use that and you can use everything else, too, but you're going to have to use that, which is kind of insane to think about in the in the first place. Yeah, we operate an open platform, right? And that's, you know, it's certainly something that we think w sh most new users will want to use, right, if it meets their needs. If not, you can turn it off or, you know, use Stripe or PayPal or Authorize.net, you know, all the extensions that are available currently for WooCommerce are going to still be available, right? That doesn't change. This is just an additional option. And we think it's important, one, for new users, right? It's it's sort of, you know, the, the idea that you have a, a e-commerce platform, you know, you get through the install, you get WooCommerce up and running, and it doesn't even have payments. I mean, that, that, talk about the most like atomic element that defines an e-commerce store, right? Uh, you need to be able to, to transact. So, um that's part of it, right? Is we want to pull together just a, a WooCommerce should be a more complete solution for stores. Uh, but again, there's no, um, so we think that that's just helpful in terms of improving the product experience. And we also think that just uh, the having the dashboard and uh, everything, the entire interface operating from within WooCommerce bring a number of like efficiency benefits for store owners as well. But absolutely, if whatever your payment solution is, is currently meeting your needs, you should continue using that. At that point there, like having the interface and that experience inside of WooCommerce, I think one thing that's important to us is to lead by example, right? Like our hope would be to see others create, like looking at what we're doing and creating more first-class experiences for WooCommerce. And this is our take on it. We want it to succeed. We want it to be the best. And we want it to be an example for others. So this is what it looks like to build excellent integrations into Woo. And I think you both have encapsulated it perfectly because I would think of somebody sitting down saying, hey, Paul, tell me why in the heck did you start a payment gateway? You know, mm -hmm. why did Woo start it? And you just answered that. And from somebody that has trained people for more years than I care to even say about Woo, WordPress, WooCommerce, whatever, that payment gateway is like a stopper for so many people. They get to that point. And even the, even the struggle of... You know, which one pay Stripe or PayPal, Stripe or PayPal. And that's a common one they come to and they just they just freak out. And it, sometimes people get frozen at that point in time. And I think the it's a big decision to make. Yeah, exactly. And that having that option 
to easily integrate. I mean, heck, you can always change. You can do things as your store grows. You can do all these different things, but having that option to just say, it's here. I don't have to think about it. I can move ahead and get going with what's important. And then I can start revisiting that later on or in the short term, whatever. That's right. And there's, you know, especially, you know, the, the, there's no setup fees, no monthly fees. You're not locked into using WooCommerce payments, right? Uh, whether in a technical sense or contractual sense or anything in between. Paul, you, know, you talk about the vision of helping, you know, or helping, trying to help customers, help these merchants actually grow. And when you think about all those st- steps towards their success, it's like, yeah, if they can't get over this hurdle, they, there's no path towards growth. So that's right. And it's not just payments, you know. This is why WooCommerce shipping exists as well. WooCommerce tax, right? A lot of the feedback we hear from people, and it's hard to get WooCommerce installed, right? I mean, you know, compared to, to say, you know, one of our SaaS competitors, you sign up with an email address and you get a website, right? Woo has a more, much more complicated install process, even once before you get to WooCommerce, right? You need to host, you need to have WordPress, you need to understand how all these pieces fit together, but then even once you get to WP Admin, you've installed WooCommerce, you've even run through the onboarding wizard or whatever, you still have to go find payments and shipping and tax and marketing solutions, right? If you want to build an email list or whatever. So it's a, again, this with, there are a lot of tools that exist out there for WooCommerce, but it, Woo doesn't currently feel like a solution to meeting people's needs. So um, that's, again, just WooCommerce payments, WooCommerce shipping. You can see we're starting to try and pull together uh, solutions for what store owners, what most WooCommerce store owners need. Not everybody is shipping things, of course. But great example. I've had some chance to familiarize myself recently with what's happened there, and the product experience has grown a lot over the years. So, first, uh, the thing that and I'd say it's fair to say we're all just trying to do a better job of is help people have more awareness that these things exist. Like shipping, people who use the shipping product, as one example, are there's a lot of really happy customers who use that long-term and it's a great solution for them. And there are other solutions as well that folks can use. And, but to kind of keep that barrier of entry low, it's like, you can start with this. This works really well for your needs if you need something else, but just we're trying to do a better job of helping people know that these things actually exist and that they're there for them. Cause there's people who don't know and like, they're not sure what's next. Yep. Yep. That's right. And then, it, you know, we lose them from Woo entirely at that point. They take their store someplace else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can totally relate. And sometimes I try to remember back because I even played around when Woo came out in 2011, played around with it. And I don't realize till I sit there and really think about it sometimes like, man, this has really changed over time. I mean, of course it's changed, but adding those kind of things, I think that it is critical. And as a past trainer, it's, I mean, I I think back then, I think if I had that, actually when I was training earlier, so I trained for several years, I didn't get into e-commerce stores only for this very reason you're talking about, because I've worked with a lot of small businesses, a lot of beginners and that was like another layer that it was like, my God, you know, if you, you need to, you know, I didn't even want to deal with it. I just wanted people to go to somebody that really, really knew their stuff on that Yeah, because of all those little barriers that were coming up. And nowadays, now if I was, you know, who was at its place now and I back in 
you know, 2011, 2012, when I was doing more design, I would probably say, hey, I can easily add on this as an added uh, service right. to put something together because the, you know, I can make these recommendations, you know, get started, get going. And uh, yeah, this is, this is good stuff. So, so yeah, the, the payment gateways, gateway, I, I can't even imagine. I think I was talking to Jonathan about this. I can't even imagine what is involved. I mean, we're not going to get into that, obviously, but <laughs> the, the technology and everything just kind of literally makes my head hurt. You know, I, I uh, did a lot of the early kind of planning and research on this project. And, uh, you know, it's been a journey to learn <laughs> to become, I wouldn't even actually call myself certainly not a payments expert by any means, but to even, you know, get this far has been quite a journey. It's an incredibly, you know, technical wonky space uh, and comes with a significant amount of risk as well. <laughs> so it's, uh, again, it's been a, a lot of fun, but it, it's um, incredibly complicated as well. Yeah, it is. And I, I imagine you'll have to, and not to get into it, but I imagine you are kind of, I don't know, hearing on the fringes of probably some of the payment gateways are looking at you thinking, oh, this is interesting. It's about offering a better experience too. Like yeah. just having this integrated flow, making it easier. Uh, there's such an interesting tension with the mission, which is to democratize and like this idea of making it accessible and how complex, like there's so many moving parts and pieces. And, um, yeah, I, we have a lot of, you know, we work with a lot of, uh, payments companies have a lot of relationships with those folks. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of people are sort of cheerleading us here and very excited to see us moving into the space because they think what's better for Woo is kind of better for everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. All righty. Well, I think, yeah, I, I'm excited to see where this goes and to be following this, uh, wanted to move into a couple other things and, one of them, I'm kind of moving into the news, which isn't news. Well, I guess you could technically call anything news. Uh, a bit ago, there was a bit of a price structure change in the marketplace. Yep. And I know we haven't really talked on it about it on this show. And there was a lot of talk within Facebook groups in different areas. Yeah. And you kind of in a nutshell, you've um, taken the licenses and you're you're offering single licenses only on the marketplace. And, you know, I, I have some thoughts on it myself, which I could share or whatever later on, but just like to hear a little bit more of the, the thinking behind that and uh, why you decided to kind of move in this direction. Sure. Yeah. So uh, Bob's referencing, we had the bulk, site licenses available. You could buy a five site pack or a 25 site pack of, uh, of an extension license, uh, at a, a pretty steep discount. And the, um, you know, this, they were not very popular for one. It was just a, a extremely actually unpopular product. Uh, and, what we found is that one that it, it was actually added a lot of confusion to what just the our uh, purchase flows on WooCommerce.com, as well as like the upgrade flows, especially when a license might transfer from a developer to a user themselves. Right, if I buy the license as a developer on you know uh, my client's behalf, and it just created a lot of really weird flows that you know we just we did the analysis and it was a. Uh, it was just not working for us. Like it was a net loss ultimately for, you know, for our users. So, and, and for us as a business. So uh, we just made, you know, it's a pretty, I think, straightforward decision just looking at the data 
that's not to say, you know, that we don't value developers in the developer community here who are really the, the folks buying a lot of those uh, licenses. Again, the vast majority of developers are we're not buying the bulk licenses. This was uh, about 5% of our uh, customer base. Um, but there was also somewhat of a like philosophical change that that we wanted to acknowledge here as well, which I think is even more important. And uh, is that that you know we believe that these that merchants should own their platform, right? That's a big that's we want to democratize commerce, and that's a big part of it, right? You want to own your data and own your platform, and if you don't have the license keys to the products that make up your site, it really limits the autonomy that you as a merchant have ultimately. And you can be, you know, I'm not saying certainly that, that everyone wound up in the situation where they were somewhat at odds with their developer partners, but it just created some misaligned incentives there. Um, so we are looking at bringing back uh, some developer incentives. Actually, Jonathan and I will be working closely on this uh, or sort of rethinking our developer programs and incentives so there's more to come here, nothing to announce today, but we still think, of course, developers are hugely important to our business and, and the WooCommerce ecosystem. Um, and I will say also, I just want to apologize in the, in the way that this rolled out. This was not our finest moment in terms of uh, how it was announced. It was, you know, honestly, not, <laughs> a bit of a just miscoordination internally where we released this before we had an announcement ready. I know we got a lot of, incredibly fair feedback on that point that this uh, was a surprise to people and that was not at all the intent. So I, I want to acknowledge that for sure and just apologize to folks who were impacted by this uh, and, you know, again, learned after the fact that was not the intent. Mm. Having been like monitoring, monitoring and interacting with folks in the community responding to this, one of the, I, I love that people care so much about it and that they're willing to share what they think and feel. I think one of the things to just echo something Paul said earlier, it's important to keep in mind just how big Woo is. And as much as like you, you have to think about, okay, what's best for the folks as a whole, right? Think about this idea of democratizing. And, and yes, we can always do things better. And like Paul said, like the developers are a really important aspect of this. And we think we can, we think we can do even better things for them, but ultimately we have to do yeah. what's best for Woo as a whole. And we have that perspective. We see the data we hear, we have an awesome support team. We hear people asking questions and being confused about licensing and how this works and how that works. And it's easy to miss that perspective. This episode is brought to you by WP SiteSync. Think about this. How many times do you have to update your content on your WooCommerce site? Or maybe you're creating new products. It could be five or a hundred new products or just about any content you can think of. Now this is often done live, unfortunately, or you choose to put your site under maintenance, do your thing, and then bring it back up. Well, with WP Site Sync and the newly integrated WooCommerce add-on, you are now able to synchronize WooCommerce pages and posts between your WordPress sites. This allows you to create those new products or pages or posts, do your testing to make sure all run smoothly. Then simply push it to your live site with one simple click. The product information that will easily sync over includes taxonomies, product images, image galleries, tax settings, shipping classes, and pricing, just to mention a few. And you can be rest assured that new customers, sales information, product reviews, and other data 
in your WooCommerce store will not be overwritten. WP Site Sync supports both short codes and Gutenberg blocks, so no worries there. I'm guessing you're already thinking about the time and the lost revenue that you'll be saving. And heck, I've tested it myself and can vouch for its ease of use. So head on over to WPSiteSync.com and learn more about their WooCommerce integration. And now back to our conversation. The only other thing I'd add too is that we really, you know, think uh, just about sort of pricing changes in general, right? Is that we we operate a marketplace, and I don't know that it's clear to folks that we only own twenty five percent, or I think even fewer. We've been working really hard at growing the inventory in that marketplace to cover really all the needs that store owners might have. Um, but we own, you know, a, a subset of the products available in the WooCommerce marketplace, right? So, uh, but the vast majority are built by small businesses and, you know, peers and colleagues of ours in the WordPress and WooCommerce community. And of course, you know, automatic benefits uh, from some of these changes as well, certainly, you know, as the marketplace grows, but um, I just want to make sure people are sort of thinking about that as well, right? That we're, we try to be really thoughtful of our customers, of course, and developers and the end users of all of these products. But we also have to think really thoughtfully about the people who are making those products too. What I find interesting is a couple things. First of all, what you just said is, and I was chatting with you earlier, Paul, about this, that I do a lot of, I write about a lot of the extensions on the marketplace. And until you do that, maybe when you're in there buying or if you're contacting support, you don't really realize how many different developers there are on there. And yeah. I get sometimes comments, I write about something I didn't even really pay attention to who it was and they'll say oh thank you for writing about it and i'm like oh and i have to look it up and i think oh yeah you, well you're welcome you know but this is kind of when i randomly chose but and and the other piece is the one you said about putting it in the giving the store owner more power of owning the extension and this, this is something that just when it first happened i was still amazed that any developer was using their license with clients and, and I'll, I'll speak and, and developers are out there listening. They say, Oh, Bob, you know, you don't know anything about this. But when I was designing sites as far back as 2010, I would never buy a multi-license of anything because when I did something for somebody, I initially said, you need to own this license yep. because once I'm done, I'm gone. That's right. You know, I mean, I did some maintenance and stuff and it was really that. Sure. It was that. And, and it's, and like you said, it's something that is the whole community or affects everybody that's in the WooCommerce ecosystem and it affects the developer and the store owner because you as a developer can be put in really a weird place because there was a couple licenses that I did for some people I knew and I had them okay well I'll give you this license to work for a while and then I I didn't need the license anymore I came around to renewal so I had to you know two years down the road go back to them and say um you know I'm gonna not have my license anymore and they were cool about it yeah oh well thank you for giving me two years of this but it was just having to do that and if I wasn't able to get hold of them, what am I going to do? Renew it just for them off in space somewhere? And so there's a lot of friction that it can cause. And Absolutely. And and even, you know, even the store owner, you know, if you own two or three online stores, I think of why not not be locked into anything? Why not use as you need? I mean, if you have a physical store, you don't go to the place where you buy cash registers and say, you know, can I buy a multi-cash register 
deal here. I mean, maybe you can get them in bulk or something, but <laughs> right. it, you know, you, for each individual store, you have certain needs and sure some crossover, but you know, put those things in place. So um, I can, I can totally relate to that. Even though I don't do design anymore, that was what first came to mind when I saw that. And I thought, man, you know, I, I, I so get it because I can see why the majority aren't doing or you aren't selling those is for that reason alone. That's right. I was just going to say, we see this in the support channel all the time, right? Or, or people, you know, they, they know they have a WooCommerce store, right? The merchant, but they have no idea what happened to it. What, you know, what's behind the surface there or underneath the surface, rather, what the extensions are, you know, sometimes they don't even know who built it. And like, that's just a mess, you know? And so this is, you know, one way that we see we can help clean that up a bit. And we have this concept of what we call collaborator accounts in WooCommerce.com. You know, you can, the, your, your client can purchase the license and have that autonomy, but you still have access to it. It shouldn't add any additional friction for, or slow developers down. Right. Um, but we definitely want to, to put more of the, that autonomy in the hands of the merchant themselves. At the scale that we're operating, like there's, there's always going to be like, I've, there are legitimate cases where merchants have multiple stores and yeah, they're, they're being negatively affected by this. Once again, like we're looking at ways to address that in the future, but it's uh, such a small percentage compared to the overall, like we want Woo to succeed as a whole. We want more people to have success with it. Moves like this help reduce the friction, help make it less confusing and more people more likely to succeed, which ultimately is good for the entire ecosystem. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we can't get away without mentioning WooCommerce 4.0. Any anything you want to yeah. that that came out this week, and um, yeah, it's um, yeah, you're you're um, rolling right along. So, anything uh, you want to mention about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is all. I think you could see sort of where we're going here, right? Is we really want to just make WooCommerce a more modern, accessible platform for merchants, and I feel like WooCommerce admin. Now coming into WooCommerce Core and being available to everybody. I mean, we've been developing it as a feature plugin for over a year now. Um, but uh, but again, landing that, merging it into Core, uh, I think is just a, a another step, but a, a very large step in that direction. Uh, I'm especially excited about uh, the activity panel. I think that pulls together a lot of the kind of rough edges of running a store, right? Um, WooCommerce, uh, uh, sorry, WordPress. We've all seen the sort of banners everywhere and it can be a little hard to kind of focus and get that attention, right? So be able to pull all of your orders into one place or, you know, uh, reviews, et cetera. I, I think that's just, again, starts to really um, leapfrog some of the more kind of iterative approaches that we've seen with other plugins and in, in the in the ecosystem, right? We're really trying to uh, not, like, we're, WooCommerce shouldn't be just like a great WordPress experience. It should be a great experience. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're really trying to kind of move WooCommerce itself as a platform forward. It's also a really good foundation that both leads by example and opens up a lot more opportunity as we're growing the marketplace for tighter integrations and better experiences overall. So uh, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Well, I can't leave the news without, I mean, what, what news you have to talk about what's going on in the world right now. And I thought, you know, I, I don't want to get into a big discussion because we could spend another hour here talking about that. But I just wanted to ask you, Jonathan, since you are involved with the WooCommerce meetups, and I know that because of the current circumstances, I'm going, I was going to be restarting the WooCommerce meetup in Seattle, which 
everybody knows is one of the epicenter or the epicenter of the U.S. And I'm kind of putting it off right now. And we're in fact, all WordPress meetups are have been canceled indefinitely in this area. What has been your discussions or what is been going on when you're talking to uh, WooCommerce meetup organizers right now? Yeah, great question. And um, I, frankly, for me personally, and having following it, having been following it closely, it still feels a little surreal. Um, I live up in rural North Idaho and people around here are buying out the local Walmarts and Costco's of all toilet paper and all hand sanitizer. I'm like, what's going on people? Like, am I missing something here? Anyway, that aside, from a community perspective, I mean, I think first and foremost, it's important to emphasize like we want people to do what's best for their local communities in terms of following the rules and uh, making sure that you're you know doing what's what's best for each other's health, et cetera. That said, I, I think in my mind with travel becoming like a lot of big events have been canceled. Um, a lot of people are just restricting travel overall. I think local events and local communities are more important than ever. So uh, one of our local WordPress meetup is having the conversations about, okay, well, we want to make sure this keeps going. Maybe we do a local video conference or something. If it, if, so I think it's, it's more important than ever because as humans, like, we need community. We need that sense of connection. And especially within this like, web ecosystem, um, so much of, of value comes through what we learn from others, the opportunity to be inspired, to be empowered. So uh, first and foremost, we're we, we're here to support people. And when people like, hey, we're concerned about this. Awesome. Yeah. Do what you need to do. We can help you with the messaging and et cetera. But ultimately, community is really important. And our encouragement is for people to find ways. Yeah. If you don't feel comfortable meeting for this period of time, uh, work on the online portion of this in your local community. Like how can you connect and support each other better? So definitely coming up a lot. And um, I think it, it's still early, but I've, I've been encouraged to see communities around the world, like asking questions and say, what can we do to serve ours better without giving this up? Cause that, that's really important. You don't want to give that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've been, I'm, I'm even exploring it in the initial restart of it. And my idea of this is that I don't look for a way to replicate meetups. Mm. I look for other alternatives in the interim. So it's like, you know, what will work best? I don't want to say, okay, how can I make it just like a meetup? Then that's too much, yep. you know, moving from virtual to um, in person mm-hmm. or vice versa. But um, yeah, so it, it will be interesting to see how things play out. And we, um, yeah, we we just kind of are taking it day by day right now. And um, it's a good time to be working from home. <laughs> yeah, it is, you know, and we, we know it all. We, we, you know, I, I swear to God, if I see one more tweet and article about working from home yeah. now, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, and I, it, oddly enough, I worked from home in the, uh, let's see, I had a home office in the, um, I, I think it was the early nineties is when I started or actually, yeah, I think early nineties. And so, and that was when you were called, you had a home office and you were kind of looked upon as this scab on the business <laughs> industry, like, Ooh, you don't have a real business here in your house. <laughs> so, it, so I've, um, I've lived through a lot of interesting times as far as that goes. Well, this has been very, very good stuff. Uh, really enjoy picking your brain a little bit there, Paul, uh, you know, 
Thanks for having me. It's probably long overdue. And also just thanks also for, you know, what you do for the WooCommerce community. It's, it's, you know, you're just an incredible asset and resource for everybody. Thank you. One announcement. I don't really have an announcement. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan doesn't really have an announcement, but uh, Paul, uh, why don't you throw it? We got to have at least one announcement. <laughs> sure. For this audience, I thought I'd mention that we're hiring a developer advocate for WooCommerce. Uh, so if you're, you know, have sort of a technical or engineering background and you're really interested in getting more developers building on uh, WooCommerce or building products for WooCommerce um, and kind of increasing engagement between our team and the WooCommerce developer community, uh, we'd love to chat. So automatic.com slash work with us uh, is a great place to apply. And where can people connect with you on the web? I am on Twitter, P. Majorana. Uh, you may find me jumping in on various Facebook groups <laughs> around WordPress as well. The post status Slack community, WordPress.org Slack community. I'm P. Majorana in most places, which is a little hard to 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 sound out, but I'm sure it'll be spelled somewhere in the <laughs> in the show notes somewhere. <laughs> Excellent. And I just want to thank the sponsors once again, uh, fooevents.com. Uh, if you probably heard earlier, you can get 100% off a full one-year license at fooevents.com forward slash do the woo. So check that out. I want to thank WP SiteSync as well. Uh, check out their new WooCommerce admin, admin or add-on, I should say. and WooCommerce.com, of course, our community uh, support, and that is that is huge. And I, I love talking Woo, and I've I've become more more engulfed in Woo than I ever thought I would be. But it's 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 been fun. So that's great. We're better for it. So why don't you close this out here, Jonathan? Why don't you shut the door on another episode? That's uh, another episode in the books. Be sure to subscribe on bobwp.com you can get uh, sign up for more updates when new episodes come out and catch us next week